Around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on whichever podcast platform that you're currently listening to this episode on. Because if you're currently listening to this episode on this podcast platform, then this must be the way that you consume your podcast. So if you wouldn't mind clicking that subscribe button, wherever it may be on your app, I would greatly appreciate it. Make sure you leave a comment and rate this podcast if this podcast has been a blessing to your life. If you'd like to send me an email, please send your emails to mmsmedia 314 gmail.com. Also, if you would like to follow me on social media, you can do that at mbills314. This is episode number 81. We just finished a bonus episode on losing my faith, which what which we talked about um, people who are on fire for God. Uh, somehow they become deceived and they turn their backs on Jesus. And uh, we read two examples of two um, Christian leaders who struggle with their faith and somehow they got deceived and are deciding to move forward and do something else. What the other thing is, I don't know. I mean, because they don't get no better than Jesus. But they decide that, you know, one of them decided that, hey, I'm struggling, but I haven't all the way went there yet. And the other one just said he's just done. So, um, God said that that was going to happen, but that's something that doesn't mean that it has to happen to us. So we dealt with that in the last episode. If you're a new listener, feel free to go back to episode number 80 and check that out. This episode, I wanted to deal with the God of miracles. It's a new series that we want to start today. And the reason why I called it the God of miracles is because last episode, we dealt with one of those individuals and he talked about one of his reasons for uh, losing his faith is because he says that he rarely, or he doesn't see many miracles in the church today. The Bible has recorded over 126 miracles, I believe, over 100, 126 miracles in the scripture. And um, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, then that means he doesn't change. And whatever he did yesterday, he'll do today, and he'll do in the future. Now, we can't determine how he's going to do it or when he's going to do it, but we do know that God's character does not change. So if God was performing miracles in scripture for people who needed miracles, I believe that he would still perform miracles for us today. And what I want to do is I want to build up our faith by going over some of these miracles in scripture. You know, um, some of these miracles you may have read, some you may have never read, some you heard, some you may have never heard, but they're in the scripture. And these are so supernatural. And these were times where this miracle was needed. The things that we're going to read is going to sound like a movie, but this is fact true fact true events you know there's nothing fictional about what we're going to read and to the human mind because we've never seen it we don't think it's true so with no further ado let's go ahead and dig into the scriptures and um let's see what the word has to say about it let's go first to the book of john chapter 21 let's look at verse 25 also i will be reading out of the new living translation version of the bible you may be reading out of a different translation possibly the traditional king james or whatever translation you may be reading out of it's all good because we're still going to end up in the same place now uh john chapter 21 verse 25 it says jesus also did many other things 
If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. I'll read that again. Jesus also did many other things. And if they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. The scripture says right here that Jesus did so many things, miracles included. You name it. He did so much that one book couldn't contain them all. The world couldn't even contain the books of the things that the Lord performed while he was in the earth. That's amazing to me. So we think about him turning water into wine in a wedding. We think about him raising Lazarus from the dead. When you think about him feeding 5,000 with two pieces of fish and five loaves of bread, you think about all those miracles. This scripture says he did. He did way more than that. That the books in this world couldn't even contain. So if the Lord has done that much, how much more would he do for us today? Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Let's look at verse 31. It says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? So the scripture says that if God gave up Jesus to be a sacrifice for us all, if he was willing to come to earth, die for our sins, suffer for all humanity, he said if he did, if he did that for you and was willing to do that, wouldn't he give you everything else? Miracles are included in it, if we need one. So our faith has to rest in things like that. I know sometimes it can get tough. Sometimes it can get hard. But this is where us seeking God's face comes in as far as getting in the word of God and reading scriptures just as simple as that. That one verse can change the whole trajectory of your life. You can be having a hard time and then you look at Romans 8.32 and it says, Since he did not spare even his own son but gave him up for us all, won't he also give you everything else? So you have to think of what is your need? What is your particular need? What is our particular need? That if God was willing to do that, surely when he helped me pay this electric bill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Surely he will help me pay this whatever. So I wanted to read those two scriptures as a premise and as a foundation before we get into these miracles that we're going to get into now of course as i stated there's over 126 miracles in the scripture and of course we're not going to go through all 126 but i did pick out quite a bit and uh, we're not going to get them all in this one up in one episode it's going to take us several episodes to um just dissect some of these miracles because this stuff the things that we're about to read is pretty amazing miracle number one exodus chapter 17 Let's look at verse one. It says, at the Lord's command, the whole community of Israel left the wilderness of sin and moved from place to place. Eventually they camped at Repidim, but there was no water there for the people to drink. So once more, the people complained against Moses. Give us water to drink, they demanded. Quiet, Moses replied. Why are you complaining against me? And why are you testing the Lord? But tormented by thirst, they continue to argue with Moses. So, so far we read that they went from, they left the wilderness and they've been moving from place to place. The place that they're currently camped at, which is Repidim, there's no water there. Obviously, if they've been traveling like that, they're thirsty. There's no water. They can go to Quick Trip and, you know, get a fountain cup. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? They couldn't go to Aldi or Walmart to get, you know, a gallon of water. They, they, it, there was none of that there. So they're complaining against Moses. They're tormented by thirst. And they said again in verse 3, Why did you bring us out of Egypt? Are you trying to kill us? Our children and our livestock were thirst. Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What should I do with these people? They are ready to stone me. Verse 5, the Lord said to Moses, Walk out in front of the people. Take your staff, the one you used when you struck the rock of the Nile, and call some of the elders of Israel to join you. I will stand before you on the rock at Mount Sinai. Strike the rock or hit it or hit the rock and water will come gushing out. Then the people will be able to drink. Then the people will be able to drink. So Moses struck the rock as he was told and water gushed out as the elders looked on. So I don't know if you caught this, but they were in a dry place. They were traveling from place to place, nothing to drink. He cried out to the Lord. Or you can say he prayed. It's a type of prayer. He asked God, they're going to stone me if I don't give them nothing to drink. God said, well, use what I gave you. I gave you a staff. Take that staff. Stretch that staff out. I want you to hit this rock. Once you hit this rock, I'm going to allow water to come out of this rock and they'll be able to drink. Now, when was the last time you seen water coming out of a rock? Now, I've seen rocks and um, a waterfall. I've seen, you know, you may see water and you may see rocks, you know, built up on water and things like that. But not once have I ever seen just a single rock. You hit it and there's water coming out of a rock. Where would the water come from? Is there water stored inside of rocks as we know it? I don't think so. But they needed a miracle. It was a miracle because they didn't have anywhere else to go. They couldn't go anywhere to get any water. But it was a need. And God was responsible for them because God was the one that delivered them out of slavery, delivered them out of Egypt. Egypt is a type of the world. Delivered them out of Egypt. And now they're following God's leader, which is Moses. So he has to provide for them. They have families, they don't have any money, they solely have to rely on the Lord. And at this moment, they're drinking water out of a rock. That's miracle number one. So it has me thinking, if we were in desperate times as that, God forbid, and there was no ways of getting water, the water supply was shut off or cut off or whatever have you, would you think, or do you think, that God could do something like that for us? My answer is yes. Because if the Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, they were just in a, a, in a particular predicament. But if we were ever to find ourselves in that same predicament, would he do it for us? I believe he would. Now, because he's God, he doesn't have to do it through a rock again. Macchiatos, Macchiatos, music, Macchiatos, and the scripture, 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 and the scripture.
from the storm and through the night light appears you cause me to sleep peacefully and bring rest upon my weary heart for a love that won't
This concludes side A. Please flip to side B. He's sovereign. It's his choice. He don't have to do a throw rock again. He can tell us to, yo, I want you to whoop-de-whoop, do this, and boom, water's going to come out of that. We just have to be willing to follow the instructions. That's faith. Moses did all that by faith. Now, the scripture where we read, it didn't have the word faith in there, but obviously, you know, it was faith because it took trust in a unseen God. You're just going off of his voice. There has been no evidence in the past that water, that rock, that a rock can produce water. So if you're hearing something, so if you're hearing God tell you to strike a rock, that takes faith. That takes you, that takes trust and confidence in him that he cannot lie. So although it doesn't make natural sense, it's something that I've never experienced or never saw. I'm going to do it. And once I, once he did it, acting on what he believed, that's faith, that's acting on what you believe. He believed God told him to do this, so he did it. And once he did it, that's when the result came. And that was documented. History. God performed a miracle by giving the children of Israel water out of a rock. Wow. Let's go number two. Miracle number two. What are we going to look at? Let's look at um, Joshua chapter 10. And this going to get you because it got me. Look at verse 12 through 14. It says, on the day the Lord gave the Israelites victory over the Amorites, Joshua prayed, keyword, Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of all the people of Israel. So everybody heard him. He wasn't in a secret place at this moment. He wasn't in his closet. He wasn't at home. He prayed this in front of people. He said, let the sun stand still over Gibeon. This is his prayer. And the moon over the valley of Agilon. So the sun, verse 13, the sun stood still and the moon stayed in place until the nation of Israel had defeated its enemies. Is this event not recorded in the book of Jassar? The sun stayed in the middle of the sky and it did not set as a normal day. There has never been a day like this one before or since when the Lord answered such a prayer. Surely the Lord fought for Israel that day. So God stopped time for Joshua just so that they can win the battle. It said the sun stood still until the nation of Israel had defeated its enemies. Time stopped. Now time as you know and as we know it continues. It doesn't stop. We always use the term time waits for no man. We talks about oh man this week flew by. That's because time doesn't stop. Time goes on and on and on and on and on. But on this day Joshua prayed and God stopped It said the sun stood still. It just stopped. It didn't set like a normal day, the scripture says. It just stopped. 
time suspended until they defeat their enemies. And it says in verse 14, there has never been a day like this. There has never been a day like this one before or since. But there was before or since. Do you think it could ever be a day like that again? I do. Now you may be thinking, well, shoot, I got some, I got something to do next week, Lord. Go ahead and stop. <laughs> I saw one meme that says, um, I wish my mom would knock me in the middle of next week so payday can be here. <laughs> but it's all talking about the same thing, and it's just time. Some of us feel like it's 24 hours in the day, we need more time. And maybe possibly that's how they felt when they were fighting their enemies. Like, we need more time. It's not enough time in the day. It's about to get dark. We can't see. So he prayed. And God said, all right, well, let's just go ahead and stop time then until you finish doing what you got to do. He's such a wonderful God. He's a God of miracles. And he still performs miracles today. We haven't even gotten to the New Testament yet. There are miracles that he's performing in your life that you just haven't recognized yet. Because you think that miracles in our lives have to be spectacular like the ones that we're reading. There are miracles that are spectacular that I've witnessed with my own eyes that I'll get to in later episodes. But the miracles that he performs in our lives sometimes aren't the spectacular. And that's how sometimes we can miss it because we're we're wanting God to do the spectacular and he's done it. But you're looking for the spectacular that you don't see that he's did it in this in this way right here. Miracle. Now, I guess I should have defined a miracle before <laughs> I started reading. So I'm going to go ahead and define it to you real quick. A miracle is a surprising and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of a divine agency. A miracle goes beyond scientific laws by natural and scientific laws like the sun standing still that goes against all natural scientific law it's a miracle water being coming out of a rock it it, it don't don't exist but when you're the creator you can do that and they needed it i've experienced miracles where and maybe you have too where i needed a job this was probably over 10 years ago i was laid off for one job and i wanted another job in radio at that time I went to this particular radio station and they said sorry we don't have any positions available but I really wanted to work for this particular station I went home prayed I don't remember what all I prayed or what I said I just know I really wanted that position I really felt like that was for me but although the man said there was no position somehow in my spirit I guess I didn't take that as an answer so I can't recall if he called me or if it was done the same day before I left they created a position for me that never existed before based off of the things that I was capable of doing. To me, that was a miracle. To you, you may feel like, well, they ain't going. That was a miracle for me. When you don't have a position and you tell someone that we're not hiring, we don't have a position, but then, and it's not them, it's God moving on their heart. See, that's what, you, that's what I'm saying. You're going to miss the spectacular trying. You're going to miss the miracle looking for the spectacular. God moved upon that man's heart at the time. And that man created a position that never existed. That probably still does. I'm not at that station no more, but it probably doesn't even exist there anymore. Well, I'm sure it still exists there. But prior to me getting there, that position didn't exist. But God used him to create a position for me. 
because God wanted me there. The man may not have wanted me there, but God wanted me there. And God moved upon that man's heart and he brought me in. So that's what I'm talking about. God can perform miracles for us in so many different ways. We just want to see the spectacular all the time. And we can't determine that. God can heal people of blindness. It's happened. I'm talking about in the 21st century. But we can't dictate to him, well, you got to do it today. Or you ain't, you know, my cousin's still blind. There must not be a God because if God did it for that person, how come he not doing it for her? I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> I know you expecting a deep answer. I don't have an answer for you. That's, that's none of my business. All I know is that God performs what he said he's going to perform. And if God says he's going to do it, he's going to do it. I told you, we can't determine the time frame as to when God's going to do something. Number one, he doesn't move off of time because he don't have any time. He's eternal. There's no time. In heaven, there's no time. They don't have it. It's no two o'clock or three o'clock. In eternity, ain't no time. It's endless. We operate off of time here in the earth. So that's why when you pray, that's why it says believe you receive when you pray. Because as far as God is concerned, he already and your prayer is answered. He can't answer your prayer tomorrow because he don't have no tomorrow. He is. Hallelujah. He has no time. We have time. So when the thing manifests in our life, it's like, oh, man, you know, I prayed this two weeks ago, whatever. And here's my answer. Yeah, but your prayer was answered two weeks ago. Now, it may have manifested in two weeks, two weeks later. God already answered it the moment you pray. As long as you pray according to his word, he says he's going to take care of it. It's taken care of. Now, because of us being humans and because of things in the natural, he's not going to allow us to experience something that's going to destroy us. It's like I heard someone say one time, um, a ministry that I know, they were um, like a million dollars in debt or something like that. They need a million dollars to come out of something. And so this particular minister went on a little fast and prayed and he wanted he needed an answer. He really just was praying, asking God for the money. He really wanted God to to supernaturally give him this money. God spoke to him and said, well, I can give you the million dollars. That's not an issue. He says, but if I give you the million dollars this time next year, you're going to need another million. He said, so your problem is not the million. He says, you have a spiritual issue in your ministry that you need to get rectified. Because if I give you the million, then like he said, it's just going to whatever, whatever was going on. He said, you're going to need it again next year. So long story short, that gentleman corrected whatever the issue was. And whatever deficit he was in. Well, if it was a million or less than a million, however it was, the deficit was taken care of. He didn't manipulate people to get it. He didn't wasn't doing five car washes and promising people something that's not true. God just supernaturally did it. He has no time. If we needed the sun to stay still, I believe God will cause the sun to stay still. But quite honestly, I don't really think we need it. There's a lot of things we think we need, but we really don't need it. He knows that we don't need it. He knows that he would just allow certain things just to give us what we asked for just at that moment manifested. It would destroy us. Sometimes with prayer, 
he has to give us the wisdom to go along with the answer. So before that, whatever the material thing, whatever it is, he gives us the wisdom. It got to. So the wisdom can, when we get it, we can keep it. So when a man asks God for the million dollars because he had a deficit, God said, if I give you the million, you're just going to need another million next week. I mean, next year, this time. But he gave him some wisdom and said, this is the issue. If you rectify this issue, it'll clear up all the other issues. See what I'm saying? He's a God of miracles. Last miracle for the day. And then we're going to move on into, and then we're going to have to pick up next time. Let's go to uh, the book of Numbers, chapter 21. Numbers, chapter 21. Look at verse 8. It says, The Lord told him, Make a replica of a poisonous snake and attach it to a pole. Now, God told who? God told Moses. Okay. God told Moses to make a replica of a poisonous snake and attach it to a pole. And all who are bitten will live and if they simply look at it. So Moses made a snake out of bronze and attached it to a pole. Then anyone who was bitten by a snake could look at the bronze snake and be healed. Hallelujah. These people, they were bitten by snakes, right? I probably should have gave you the backdrop of this story. The backdrop of this story is the children of Israel complaining again. All right. They complaining again. They said, oh, you remember they was moving from place to place. Now they moved again. They're at their, um... They're at Mount Or now, taking the road to the Red Sea. The Bible says they grew impatient. They started to speak out against Moses and God, saying, Y'all brought us out to Egypt to die here in this wilderness. There ain't nothing to eat here, ain't nothing to drink. And we hate this horrible manna. Now, God, that we haven't read this, this miracle, but God supernaturally provided bread for them. Now they hate the bread. They was complaining they ain't had nothing to eat. God supernaturally fed them bread. Now they said they hate the bread. Ain't nothing to eat here. Ain't nothing to drink here. So the scripture said God allowed poisonous snakes among the people. And many were bitten and some died. Then the people cried to, came to Moses and cried out. We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. We pray the Lord to take these snakes away. So God told Moses, and this is where God told Moses to make a replica of a snake so the very thing they bit them make a replica of that snake put it up tied up on this pole and when they just look at it they don't have to do nothing they ain't got to clap they ain't got to do anything just look at the pole and once you look at it you'll be healed they repented see sometimes and this happens that's why the bible says i believe in matthew chapter 6 jesus said take no thought singing Sometimes we can murmur and complain a lot. And then it's not God doing it. But when you murmur and complain, you're not in faith. We're not in faith if we continue to do that. Then we continue. Then we start to worry and all that. And we just allow these different things to come upon our lives. Like, man, how this happened? Man, what's going on? Complaining. Not in faith. The enemy is, you know, bringing on things and we thinking it's God well we're really just opening ourselves up to the enemy because we're we're not standing in faith to believe in God we're just complaining and murmuring and it's not that if you complain and murmur one time oh my goodness something gonna happen really really bad no 
this is a practice, a lifestyle of complaining. You're not, it's just continuous. You ever been around negative people who's just negative all the time? And the reason, and the reason why they're negative all the time, because they keep seeing negative in their life because they continue to complain and be negative. Nothing positive is coming. Or, or even they'll turn something positive into a negative. Yeah, that's not going to work. So the children of Israel are basically doing the same thing. And so God basically allowed snakes to come in the camp, poisonous snakes and bitter. So God told Moses to, that after they repented, told him to take a replica of a snake, a fake snake, put it on a pole, let them look at it, and they'll be healed. That's a miracle. Now, I'm not sure if you can get this image in your head, but right now, whenever you get a chance, I want you to Google. I'm doing it right now. I want you to Google and type in the word health sign, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, sign, and go to images. The image you're going to see is going to be a pole, and you're going to see snakes wrapped around a pole with wings at the top. That's where that symbol right there is considered the um, is considered a symbol of health. And you see that in the medical field, everywhere you go, hospitals, wherever. They got this from Numbers 21 because he told Moses to take a replica of a serpent, which is a snake, and wrap it on a pole. And when people look at it, they'll be healed. So now it's considered a sign of health. Now, this does not mean that if you look at this replica or this image on Google that you're going to be healed of whatever particular situation you got going on. It's not going to, it's not going to, because I, because we can read Hezekiah, which we're not going to do it today, but they tried to take this now, this image, and now they started worshiping the pole. Later on, people started worshiping the pole because they heard of the children of Israel being healed by it. So now they took it as an idol. God told him, the king, break the thing in pieces. Just break it. Because now they're using that as an idol. Those are things we just simply cannot do. And some people do that today. With like the cross. Ain't nothing wrong with wearing crosses around your neck and none of that. But if you have a cross around your neck, and you wearing that cross because you think that by wearing that cross is going to protect you from demons, car accidents, and all those different things. Then you just turn that into an idol, my friend. If prayer can't protect you, if you can't pray and ask God to protect you, then you might as well take that necklace off. The necklace is not going to do it. Because if God can't himself protect you, but you think a necklace can protect you, that's an idol. Can't do that. You can wear the cross and have crosses in your car as a sign to witness to others or just be a witness. But you can't you can't use those type of images or anything, even if you think the image is godly. You can't use those images and then try to manipulate God with it or try to worship it, thinking that there is power in it and just looking at it or holding it or having it around you. None that's idle. It's what the cross represents. The cross represents redemption, which is in Jesus Christ. Y'all understand that? I hope I ain't, I hope I ain't offend nobody. <laughs> 
but listen there's so much more we gotta talk about man with this god of miracle stuff that is going to take us some time probably a couple of episodes and like i said we're not going through all 126 miracles but we all can go through um as many as we can all right this podcast has been a blessing to you please make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whichever current podcast platform that you're listening to right now make sure you click subscribe rate it comment it share it with your family and your friends remember you can send emails to me at mmsmedia314 at gmail.com remember also you can follow me on social media at mbills314 remember these words from the book of romans chapter 3 verse 4 the latter verse let god be true and every man be a liar Until next time, I'm out.